Welcome to PopX Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. We're the podcast that covers everything pop culture and beyond the multiverse. Are you ready to get your geek on? Crank up the DeLorean, warm up the proton packs, toss a coin to your Witcher, and deep dive into your favorite plate of chimichangas. This is PopX Cast. Excelsior. Welcome everyone. This is Pop X Cast, episode 132, coming to you on October the 17th, 2021. What's up, Lindsay Badger in the house? Hey, how you, what's up? Joe? How you doing, girl? How's doing how's great. how's it going in your neck of the woods? It's it's been an awesome weekend, and it's just like a the fireworks show at the end of an awesome holiday as Pop X with I you. I know, Joe. I know. It's <laughs> uh, been a very busy weekend here in the Burke household. Uh, the wife and I are preparing to leave for about nine days. We're going to be yeah, gone. Yeah, on vacation. Right. So this Dallas. week we're out of here. We we're going up into the Great Smoky Mountains. And so um, it's going to be going for a while. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited just to get away and be in nature, especially right in the middle of autumn oh, in the Smoky so Mountains. The trees all turning those oh, beautiful so- browns and oranges and reds and yellows and the brisk air. And I can't wait. Smell. You're looking I at like wish- 40s. I think it's 40s in the night. Can you maybe? just send me a box of the air? Because oh. I want to smell the mountains okay. and the woods and the, the brisk, crisp air. I promise. It's, that's like literally fall in a jar. I is know. What that it, it is. And I can't wait to just get up there and see the scenery and take some oh, pictures be and so be, with, be with my better half and just enjoy the scenic uh, beauty of the Great Smoky Mountains. Yeah, if you've never been, I, I mean, it's been... We'll but, all be living vicariously <laughs> through your stories on yeah, Instagram and Facebook. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, but it's good to get away, you know. It's good to get away, refresh, reset, and uh, just kind of, you know, enjoy some downtime. Change um, of scenery is always exactly. a good thing for the mind. Exactly. And if you're noticing the change of scenery, there's a third person here tonight. Uh, I want you guys to know he is 
en route as we speak, I believe, to Tennessee. Is it, It's either Nashville or Memphis. Can't remember which one, but Austin is doing. He's, he's, he's on the way to a film review as we speak. I did notice speak. there was a few less pop vinyls laying around in the yeah, room. Yeah, all I got's a bunny. <laughs> I just got. A, I have I got a couple a, of. I have some bunnies. I got here. a glowing bunny here. I mean, I got. I, a, I got this guy over here. here. He's kind of hanging out. I mean, wow, so, that's I mean, really bright. Look at that. Holy you cow! You must have charged an, him up for the show. It's an man. infinity stone bunny. All right. Anyway, um, is that the tesseract? It is guys? the tesseract. It's the bunneract. Joe has the mind stone. If anybody wanted to know where it happened to no, it, I got the fart stone. That's all I got. Uh, that is it. I mean, there's it's really probably one of those much. junk store ones, anyway. I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Austin's not here, but he will be back on episode 133. We're going to try and break down Dune, but we're going to be trying to do a, as a we say one. in Kentucky, a twofer. We're going to try to bring that. back origin stories from Pop X Cast, where we're going to unveil Adam Warlock. It was just announced this week who the actor is that's going to be playing Adam Warlock in the upcoming yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. So we're going to be doing a double header, uh, maybe a triple header. We may even throw in you, a... You know I, I, I'm a sucker for a good origin story, so I know I'm excited about yeah, that coming yeah, up. Yes. Yeah. But if you don't know about origin stories, it's something that Lindsay and Austin and I did back in the heyday, back in the 30s, 20s and 30s, maybe 40s, uh, of like yeah. the the numbers of Pop X. So it's if you go back... Minute. But it's there's a, a playlist here on our YouTube channel. Origin stories basically some of the bigger characters and story arcs, we break it down and we give you the origin, the comic book accurate origin of those characters and those story arcs. Just kind of gives you a little uh, backstory so you can go into these movies understanding the meaning and the connection and how it all plays together. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but Marvel lore goes deep. Very deep. thick. Very deep. And so it helps to kind of unpack that with our it goes deep and certified sure comic does. book historian. Laying yeah. the path for us and helping <laughs> unpack some of these relationships and storylines. I don't us. go so real deep or thick. I just do it. We have only a short amount of time to unpack. So okay. um, yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, with that said, Austin will be joining us on the next episode. But uh, for for now, we we have the tag team dynamic duo of Lindsay Badger and myself. Nice. But are you ready to open up this weekend's show, Lindsay Badger? Blow it wide open. Let's do it. All righty, guys. Uh, hey, guys, welcome to Pop X, where science fiction meets pop culture. I want to say a big hello and invite everyone that's joining us right now on our live to uh, come over to popx.live if you're watching this on whatever stream, whatever audio source, wherever you were watching Pop X, to come join the live chat room when we are doing these live streams, and you can actually interact and engage with us in real time. Now, come hang out with us and join the conversation over at popxcast.com. Now, if this is your first time tuning into Pop X, the first 10 or 15 minutes, we generally run down some headlines since our last show. Then we deep dive into all things nostalgic on the retro rewind at the halfway point. Now, uh, that's when we go and we hit the show's topic. The show's topic this week is, of course, Marvel's What If. And uh, so I am Joseph Burke, Central Florida season comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. So glad to have you guys on board with me tonight. And uh, hats off to my amazing counterpart over here beside me, Miss Lindsay Badger. Uh, she is a co-creator of a lot of things that we do. Uh, Pop X, Creative Multiverse, Artuary. 
a lot of many facets of what we do are kind of we have a lot of fun projects there's together, a lot of webs we? there's a lot of spider webs that yes. that peter parker has there's a lot of layers but Lots i want to encourage you guys tonight if you notice there's a pinned comment in the popx.live chat room that yes. comment is an actual link to tonight's show immediately following popx cast 132 you guys can come over to the haps and join us as we continue in inktober which is this week well, this month's art challenge, and uh, we'll be uh, doing some cool art, hanging out with some cool people, having some cool conversation, and it'll be Lindsay, myself, and a few people in the chat here, I do believe. Yes. So come and join we, us. We, Click we, that link. Yeah, Go ahead. We, we, have, we do have some art crew with us that regularly hangs out with us, but um, we love anybody to come by and, and come get nerdy with us over on the post show yes. and unpack and get to know us a little bit better. And we, we get to get to know you, which I think is the most exciting part. Absolutely. But, um, uh, our last episode, let's talk about that for a second. Um, episode 131. Mm -hmm. I can't believe I'm even saying that number it's right crazy. now. That's it's such ridiculous. a big number. Yeah. All right. So we, uh, did a little review of the sequel of the Venom movie called Venom. Let there be carnage. And, we w took a look back at the movie The Lost Boys on the Retro Rewind, which was a fun conversation as well. So make mm -hmm. sure you go back and check that out on our official website at popxcast.com. And all of the other shows, all 131 past shows are there for you to enjoy and geek out on as well. Um, if you like what you're checking out tonight, after the show, make sure you go and subscribe. Actually, you can do that right now. How about we all do this together? Let's click the subscribe button together. Click, click the bell. Turn that on because we do schedule our lives ahead of time. And so you'll know when we're coming on live next and you what the topic's going to be. Also, since that subscribe button's so close, slap that thumbs up. Mm, slap it slap hard. Slap that thumbs up button. Slap it hard. We like slap it. Slap it real hard. <laughs> and for all of our awesome podcast listeners on all the platforms please make sure you are reviewing us with a five-star glowing review maybe say some kind words it makes us feel good about ourselves and i'm glad so, you mentioned that Lindsay. i want <laughs> yes. to make a quick announnement here oh please uh pop x over the past since our last show we are now streaming on some of the major networks including oh. player fm pandora iHeartRadio, google Podcasts, listen notes and tune in with A-L-E-X-A. -E Can't say her because my house is wired with mm, her. Let's but trigger. we, if, if you say the command, she will play the show. If you search us on Pandora, wherever PopX Cast is now there. So That's enjoy, me. all right? And while we're clicking buttons, hit the share button Please. to any of your favorite social media so that you can have your friends join you in the live chat too. It'll be great. It'll be fun all times. Right. Are you ready for some news? Let's unpack that. Yes. Are you We're going to unpack all the things tonight. We're unpacking That's like a my lot. Phrase tonight, We're packing it so up. So you're going to hear it a couple it. times. Oh, let's do it. All <laughs> right. So I'll be right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Pop X News coming your way right now. Extra, extra. Read all about it. This is Pop X News coming to you live right here on popxcast.com. All right. Well, my wife and I, we had the pleasure of watching this particular film uh, just last night. Truly mind-blowing as we are uh, watching this. Uh, John Carpenter is literally at the height. I think it's some of his best stuff he's doing here lately. Halloween Kills is literally slaying it at the box office this weekend. 
and its opening weekend, the sequel from the director David Gordon with producer John Carpenter will earn $50.35 million in its first three days at the box office. Now, that's the strongest opening for a horror movie on an R-rated film since the pandemic began. It's also enough to dethrone Daniel Craig's James Bond, oh my gosh, I can't believe this, No Time to Die, for the top spot on this weekend's chart. What? Hall- it, Michael it Myers beat out Bond? has beat out Bond. I am not lying. Shut so, the front door. No Time to Die saw 55% drop from last weekend's franchise best opening weekend, earning another $24 million to bring its domestic total to shy of $100 million. Now, critics aren't loving Halloween Kills as much as the fans, giving it kind of a, a rotten aggregate rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, it, it, it's one of those ones that's critics, fans, critics, fans. You know, you got your franchise lovers. But comicbook.com's Patrick uh, Cavanaugh gave the film a middling three out of five reviews, saying Halloween Kills doesn't really bring anything new to the series, yet does find ways to improve the previously introduced ideas and weaves them together in at least a slightly more effective way. Now, outside of those elements, audiences are given 105 minutes of just Michael Myers stalking, killing his prey on the streets of Haddonfield, Ohio, uh, I mean, it's just crazy how he's doing this. Uh, Haddonfield, 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 in relatively new, inventive, and compelling ways. All the while, the signature sounds of the series amplify the intensity of the film. Now, that's, I will say that's not a bad review. That's, that's it's not actually a, a nice. It's a very nice generous. One. It's very yeah. generous. But I will say this: uh, the I went and saw it last night, and I, I honestly. This film is definitely a a crowd pleaser. It brings back so many elements. Like this new series that they have created together, Gordon and Carpenter and Carrie Fisher. Uh, not Carrie Fisher. Uh, shoot. Um, hold on. I was like, wait, wait a minute, not Carrie Fisher. Is in this? Anyway, uh, How did that work? But out? they have all come together and woven in. They've they've totally disbanded the entire Halloween movies, starting with Halloween two past that so season of the witch halloween 4 halloween 5 halloween h2o halloween resurrection none of those exist in this timeline they're going back to the source movie and creating a trilogy from that immediately following the events when dr loomis looks over the pier uh, at the end of the 1978 film and he sees on the balcony that michael myers body is gone what happens then and this film is just amazing uh, how it does that and so uh, it's truly amazing how they've done the trilogy, and it's going to be a three-part series, which the next part will be ending next year with Halloween Ends in 2022, and that will complete the John Carpenter legacy with with Gordon uh, handing at the producer and directing realms as well. So Jamie Lee Curtis is coming on. This, a lot of people don't know this, but Jamie Lee Curtis is actually co-producing this as well, right alongside John Carpenter, which right. is kind of cool. You know, right. so it wasn't wasn't her her mother was her mother in, was the woman in Psycho. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. she was the screaming lady in the shower. Sort she of thing. sure was. Um, because I I saw a picture of her like, and then Tony Curtis was cosplaying um, as her mother, which was was kind of Spartacus. Was Spartacus? In okay, the original. okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so. a hu- guys. Just please keep in mind, I am not a huge horror movie fan, so I don't know all the ins and outs of all the stories. Yeah. So please forgive my ignorance, but um. Yeah, that's that's cool, and I mean it's the it's that right time of the year to get a little spooky going that's right, on. Janet so Lee. I I respect that. Yeah, yeah Janet Lee. but it's really cool to see the franchise doing what it's doing, and whether you're a horror film or not, 
I, I'm really happy because uh, it, it's good to see these films, especially post-pandemic, almost post-pandemic. I don't want to, you know, put us in kind of a box that we're not. But in this era that we're living in, you know, it's pretty cool to see these numbers. Absolutely. But you have some really cool oh, news coming Oh, you guys, up. we get to share some game news. Oh, and, um, my gosh. Let's do it. This this warmed the cockles of my heart in all the nerdy right ways. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, so uh, Nintendo has confirmed some disappointing news about Animal Crossing New Horizons. On November 5th, Animal Crossing New Horizons fans will be treated with the biggest post-launch update as of yet, update 2.0, which will be accompanied by a Happy Home Paradise, the game's first premium paid DLC. This is great news for Animal Crossing fans, minus one that's going to empty a few wallets if you can't afford the DLC, but the Switch Online expansion uh, comes with it, uh, and then there's uh, the the thing that's kind of sad about this is that it's literal. It's the last update of this game, it's so it's like last, here's the yeah. big hurrah for this game. It's 2. like it's 0. going to be yeah. it's going to be adding a lot of things that a lot of the fans were have been begging for since day one. So it's definitely a little bit of fan service. I feel. We're getting the little coffee shop. The roost is being added. Um, a Which lot is of from the, the little, original one, right? It is from the original one. And yep. they're like, oh, I've heard so many times the the begging of the coffee thing coming back. So that's that was the huge announcement. And then there was a, a there's a boat that you can hop on and travel to mystery islands that take you to different seasons. So you can get a bunch of different crafting items that you wouldn't normally get during I'm, that I'm time. I'm pretty excited to hear the sea, sea shanties. <laughs> Oh, there's going to be sea shanties. I mean, I how exciting is that going to be? I know. And then uh, they have a little park where you're going to have all your different little shop characters that you can buy different things from. So, it's, I mean, it's it's a really big expansion. It really is. That they're adding to this game. So, it's kind of like a big hurrah, a finale, if you will, of this game coming to a close. Um, and I will be um, playing it like no other again. I can already tell. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna be. I, was, I told my husband, I was like, "I'm gonna reset my island and start over." He's like, "Oh God, no, please don't." Yeah. <laughs> but I think isn't Nintendo though going to be doing like small, tiny little bug updates after they'll this? Probably they'll probably still have support for it if there's stuff that breaks because yeah. it's an online platform game. Right. So anytime the server does updates, you're gonna have to adjust and tweak. But makes sense. Actual content being put out they're not going to release it unless it may be a dlc or something random i got you all righty yeah. well you know i'm I'm excited the, about that though because my wife she is actually she was she she burned like 20 airplane tickets nook tickets to go try to find ketchup tonight and still oh, didn't find ketchup good luck he's yeah. hard to find but he's yeah. so cute yeah he's cute anyways but I know. God, I could geek out about that. I know, right? right. I know. <laughs> Animal Crossing. I it's mean, I tell right. you, it really is. It's, it's it is fun. It's great. I didn't know I would drink the Kool Aid and go that far deep down you, the, you did the drink rabbit the hole, but I did. I went you, far down. You, you, you did. All right, on the heels of that, we have some more crazy DC news, and this is coming off the heels of DC's fandom, which was actually last night. Uh, So although uh, the Blue Beetle movie hasn't even started shooting yet, the film's primary creative players were still able to stop by DC fandom to tease what's in store for the character's big screen debut. Now, director um, Angel Manuel Soto appeared alongside screenwriter Gareth Duane uh, Alla. Uh, um, Al Culker 
and Zolo Maraduano to dish out what it means to be tackling the first major superhero movie starring a Latino protagonist. Now, the movie will center around uh, Jamie Reyes' version of the Blue Beetle, and so who uh, better to bring to life than the filmmakers who came along with a similar background? It's nice. So you want to to be able to capture this hero, you need you need a director and a producer that are from that ethnic culture to be able to truly... That makes perfect sense. It's a beautiful thing. And so I think it's great that they're able to combine that Mexican-American heritage in with this character and give it that spin, which is something I think think that might be lacking right now in the DC universe. We have a lot of uh, ethnicities and cultures represented, but it's cool that to see the Latino population, uh, the Mexican-American culture, specifically getting a little bit of that limelight finally uh he went on to say in a quote it's going to be fun it's going to be funny it's going to be crazy said uh dunail a i hope i'm saying that right i can't i, I suck with those kind it of it sounds names. right to me uh anyway but it's also has feelings latin american people are all of those things and the movie reflects just that this contains all of what's great about blue beetle in my opinion so now, if you guys don't know a little bit about Blue Beetle, he is one of the first OG super, and aside from Superman, but he was one of the first major superheroes uh, in DC Comics, and he was part of the Justice Society for a little while. And but Blue Beetle is just an amazing character. He's right up there with the Shadow and and just all of those so crazy cool. the Phantom. And so Blue Beetle goes back, I believe, to the forties in the original comic books so he's he's about as old as superman and batman but uh pretty cool to see that and what dc is doing i'm glad that they're bringing that to light and kind of shining yeah absolutely Um, i like how it has the feelings because the latin culture is so passionate and emotional so i'm glad that it has that um highlighted absolutely absolutely blue beetle ladies and gentlemen blue beetle well we're going to continue with a little more dc because it was a big week for dc this week they had the fandom going on and had a lot of different announcements made this week yesterday we got our first reveals of matt reeves the batman trailer (laughs) among the among teases of upcoming dc films including black adam the flash aquaman 2 and uh news of the third Wonder Woman, yep. announced by Patty Jenkins and Linda Carter. Did you watch the DC fandom yesterday? Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. All it day was yesterday. Saturday. All yep. day. That's the. I I didn't get to watch it live, but I did catch a lot of the highlights. Well, I I was able to watch there today. I watched the first two hours of it up until the time we had to go for date night. Uh, but uh, what I caught live was pretty cool. They teased Aquaman two. Um, and it's something with the gods, mm. I think, I believe. Let's go. But I know. <laughs> swoon. Uh, I love me some Aquaman. <laughs> some Momoa. But um, it's uh, that's. <laughs> it's in the water. Come on. Get oh, on the show. Okay. I see what for you did. For the children. For the children. <laughs> for the children. Uh, no. It's a water feature. Uh, um, but they did that. And also, they even went into the television series announcing that this is the last season of Supergirl. And also, they're continuing on with uh, Grant Gustin's version of The Flash. And this season coming up is the first season The Flash suit gets the comic book accurate gold boots. Sweet. So those amazing gold boots. God, are, I love are Grant as The Flash. Oh, he's so good. 
I need to that, really catch up on that series. I, I just to be want with him you. to be forever the Flash because he is just such a perfect fit. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, speaking of the Flash, they gave a Flash teaser using Michael Keaton's voice as a narrative, and we got to see not in the front, but the 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 rear view of of Michael Keaton's eighty nine Batman walking out. Let's and go. It was so good. And so it was cool to see the new Flash suit, which has all kinds of really cool illuminescent features around it. It's not like the cheesy one we saw from Justice League, which looks like right. rubber bands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is a full on Flash suit. And um, what they're doing is they're setting up Flashpoint. And if you know anything about that from the series, Flashpoint, it just I changes do. everything. And so, uh, super excited. I, and then, of course, with the image down here, Matt Reeves, the Batman, the trailer Batman. officially dropped. Wait. We got to he's, see. What's he's that? Not, he's not sparkling. Well, he's not in the sunlight. That's why. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. It, Are they going to keep him in dark the whole movie? I, I don't know. So he doesn't sparkle? I hope he sparkles. I want a glittery Batman. Sparkle Man. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so <laughs> this is probably one of the most darkest adaptations we have ever seen of Batman. We have Oswald I heard that Cobblepot. they're focusing a little more on the detective side of his They character. are. They Instead are. Of- and uh, it, it's, it's kind of – so this Batman is like one or two years after he has found his calling as the Batman. Okay. So it's fresh into so it's his crime new, fighting. Trying to find he, himself in yeah, the, in the role. Yeah, and so we have Catwoman set up. We have Oswald Cobblepot, uh, we have uh, the Riddler, and we have the world, you know, the the round table of villains coming into play here, and it's very dark, very edgy on this. Uh, Zack Snyder uh, tweeted, he's like, I am, I, I freaking love it. And so that's coming from Zack Snyder. John over in the chat says that Austin's head almost exploded when he saw the Batman trailer. Yeah, I believe or it. Or yesterday. I, I believe it. I, I believe it because he I mean, usually it, does those those live response, you know, reaction things. So I'll was, have to go back and watch that. It I'm was sure freaking it was hype. It was so hype. Like nice. it was it was one of the coolest things ever. But there is so to wrap it up. There's so many cool things coming in the world of DC. Another Wonder Woman film. We've got all these side spinoff stories, the continuation of the cinematic as well as the the, the series, as well as some new video games and uh, some new content in forms of cartoons and stuff coming as well. How, did, how do you feel about the the tease of, of Black Adam? I thought that the Dwayne The Rock Johnson, oh my gosh, as he said in that trailer, he is born to play this role. Yes. It, um, it was... I, I was actually kind of excited to see Pierce Brosnan's character, Doctor. Oh, Doctor Fate. Dr. Fate. I I'm know. kind of excited to unpack him. I know he's a side character, sort of, but I, I like I like to learn about the 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 not so starred. Doctor Fate is one characters. bad mamma Let me tell you, he's he's a he's a he's, he's a crazy he's my favorite dude. Bond too. So I mean, there is that. Well, Golden Eye <laughs> is one of my favorite Bond movies of all time, and that's yes. Pierce Brosnan. But. Uh, but anyway, yeah. that's a little bit of DC fandom. I believe Lindsay's got one more news nugget for us, and then we're going right, to roll yes. on into this week's Retro Rewind. Everything that has a beginning. Oh, no. I know what this one's... Oh. Must end. Oh, no. Sooner or later. <laughs> Sorry. No. Sooner or later. The same goes for the new Spider-Man live-action run. It appears that the upcoming Spider-Man No Way Home will be the last installment in the current storyline. That is so sad. Yeah, because you got Homecoming, 
far from home. So no bring home. your tissues with you to the theater. That's what that tells me. Um, at, at least that's what the British actor is teasing in his recent interviews. Holland took over the character in 2016's uh, Captain America Civil War before leading in the Peter Parker solo movies homecoming and you know far from home and and all the all the the, the home goodness, movies the the infinity war and the end game and, and you know yeah. the, the rest of the mcu history we know him as spidey man uh we uh we were all treating no way home as the end of a franchise let's say he said while he was talking to ew i think if we were lucky enough to dive into these characters again you would see a very different version mm. it would no longer be the homecoming trilogy underline we that would, part yeah yes the homecoming trilogy no a different version it, it will definitely be a different version because we're going to be we're going to the multiverse is about the multiverse blow action hardcore right um well i think we got a taste of that from the, the trailer Heck yeah we did too. so oh my i'm gosh. so excited for that um, he continues to say, we would give it some time to try to build something different and tonally change the films, which makes perfect sense. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But we were definitely treating No Way Home like it was coming to an end and it felt like it. Mm. That's dark. That I'm, I'm sorry. That's dark. solemn right that there. Is, so is, is Holland's statements predicting the upcoming end of Peter Parker? Or is it a new incarnation of the multi coming from the multiverse? Or maybe we're having a Miles Morales take the reins for a while. There's a million different things that this could be and how it ties in with that mid end credit scene with Venom. And there's like a million different things that this could be. And I think that's part of it stirring the pot of speculation mm. to kind of build the hype. You said it right the, there, this, Lindsay, stirring yeah. the pot. But I want to go back to the beginning when you said, well, we, you'd be seeing a very different version. Tom Holland always teases things and has a bad way of just kind of releasing information. And so he's, <laughs> he was always the first, um, he will go against company regulation and be the first to kind of drop things that, oh, you, you weren't supposed to say that, Tom. Good job. I, I love Des, <laughs> Des says the next one's going to be no one home. No one home. <laughs> <laughs> no one home That's um, good. but i but, think ooh. you know i think really though the multiverse of madness and then this last one uh no way home with with dr strange there's going to be a shake-up that's going to happen and at some point maybe andrew garfield and toby Maguire's versions or adaptations or maybe they will all merge within i don't know but there's something that's going to happen that's going to be very impactful maybe even i don't I dare think he's I say, going away i don't think he's going away but there's going to be something so impactful traumatic that's going to happen that's going to require another spider verse character to take yes. the reins it'll and be it'll be spider pig I, I, well, <laughs> spider-man noir is who i'm going for spider nick cage pig i'm going for that nick cage spider-man noir but oh, um, let's go. uh but yes. anyway you know i think it's really interesting that we're hearing this this that they're 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 doing this in a, in a, in a terms of a trilogy type film with no set of ongoing. Now we know that Marvel. This is no strange news. We know that Marvel always in their lead characters do trilogies. Yes. Iron Man has three. Captain America has three. Well, Venom um, needs to get a third, and Spidey's going to go play with him. Over I, I I hope so. That's to be honest with you, that would be fantastic. But yes. um, we it's not strange. Then you got the spinoffs. You know, you got your one offs like uh, 
But Ant-Man is going to be coming in, in terms of three as well, which will wrap up the Ant-Man saga of, of stuff. But so in the chat, if you're listening or if you're watching, what is your predictions? What do you think is going to happen to Spider-Man? Why would Tom Holland go off and say that this is going to be what a very your, different version of what What is the fate of Peter Parker? I don't know, man. He's I'm a little die. scared, to be honest with you. He's going to die at least once. No, don't say it, Lindsay. It's going to happen. Don't say it. Poor Vision's it died like a hundred times version. already. I know. He's going to die like he's going to die as many times as the Vision did. It's sad, 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 sad. But anyway, I digress. That is the news headlines for this week. We wanted to make sure that you guys are all caught up to uh, what's going on in the world of comic book news and and pop culture movies. But with that said, are you ready to go back to 1986, Lindsay? Uh, One last little tiny thing that that we can sneak in real quick. Sure. uh, William Shatner went to space. Yes, he did. We don't have to put a whole full article in there, but we did put a a man in space this week. um, I got to be honest with you. It was very touching to see that. It was kind of cool. It was very touching knowing that this man has built his entire life around going into the far reaches of space, searching for alien life forms. I loved his reaction when they oh. finally released the footage inside the, the capsule, and he's like, wow. Oh my, yeah, I, there he, are no he was like, words. oh, my and he's God. He's just looking out the window over the, the globe. It's just so touching. If you guys haven't seen it, go watch it. Have a moment with Captain Kirk being a legit you know, I think, since, I think since you said that, I have this really, really awesome quote. Uh, and I, I think it's just timely, it's relevant, and I need to share it since you, yeah, since you brought that do. up. Uh, there's a quote that he shared when he was in space. And, you know, you're, this is coming from the mind of a, of a very brilliant, seasoned actor. And he said, and I quote, this is William Shatner, literally talking to Jeff Bezos. And to see the blue color whip by and now you're staring into blackness. That's a thing. This covering of blue is this sheet, this blanket, this comforter of blue around that we have around us. We think, oh, that's the blue sky. And then suddenly you shoot through all of it and suddenly you whip up. The sheet is torn off of you when you're asleep and you're awake and you're looking into nothing but blackness, into black ugliness. And then you look down and there's the blue down there and there's the black up there. And there's Mother Earth and comfort. And is there death? Is that the way death is? End quote. William Shatner. He had such profound remarks. My gosh. He came back down. So good. And I, I felt Jeff Bezos wasn't giving him the proper respect. I don't think so. Yeah, that's another, that's another thing for another day. I highly encourage you guys to, to, to check that out because it was so moving to watch his experience, and it, it almost felt unrealistic because it was so profoundly realistic it was yeah, <laughs> to me but uh but, but anyway golly, could you imagine going up there and just taking a, a look and then coming back down that was like the best 15 minutes of his life what a week for shatner that was so cool anyways all right sorry to, to no derail no no the show that was a, that was a, a moment, perfectly like good we derail to highlight that for just a moment absolutely um Let's rewind. All righty. Are you guys ready for a little retro rewind? I know we are. We'll be we right can. back. Don't go anywhere. Retro Rewind, Little Shop of Horrors, coming to you right now. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind. And we are back here. This is Rick Moranis, Frank Oz, Bill Murray, 
Oh my, Steve Martin. Suddenly Seymour. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. I'm sorry. Okay, anyway. We watched a musical this week. <laughs> it has been an earworm in my brain. I know. I right. can't make it stop. It's so good. So oh, 1986 so good. brought us a lot of cool things, but one of the coolest things was Frank Oz's vision for Little Shop of so Horrors. Good. Thank you, Frank. Frank. God bless you. Strong you are. Um, <laughs> but mm. this movie, you know, I'll be Lindsay picked this movie. I want to say that first and foremost. This was Lindsay's radar film. The queen of non-horror picked Little Shop of Horrors. Put that yep. note right there. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> um, but I, I, I got to be honest with you. I want to thank you so much for picking this because this was oh, one not necessarily on my immediate radar. Uh, it's been, I remember watching this. It was in the 80s when I, last time I watched this. Oh, really? I haven't watched this recent. Okay. And okay. I, I believe the last time I was, my dad would always joke around with me because I was like eight or nine when I saw this. He would go around the house going, friend me, Joe, friend me. <laughs> and so that was my dad. Um, yes. True story. That really did happen. I love it. Uh, but that's been that long since I've seen this. I can't remember the last time I'd seen it either. I knew, It's probably been more recent than the 80s, but I had forgotten a few of the characters that were in this movie. So it was a very nice, pleasant surprise to it see was. them again. Um, a lot of the cast, um, I, I remember them in other movies. And I feel like this is, has been like a propelling or a launching of career moment for them for some of these guys. So um, it was really cool to see them all come together. A lot of SNL favorites. It was weird to see there. Gina from Martin in here. I know, Gina. Dang, Dang Gina. <laughs> <laughs> and also her friend, um, oh gosh, what was her name? I can't remember. I, I suck with names. It's, I'm a horrible human being. To, chi- to China, to China Arnold. Yeah, to China is, Arnold. Is yeah. the actress's name. I have the Google oh, look at cast you. list pulled up. You're it so smart. <laughs> I have a key to unlocking the mystery. The kingdom. But um, Jim Belushi snuck in there. That was James, weird. James yeah. Belushi, as it said in the in the yeah. credits there. And I was like, that was a nice pull at the very end there. Bill Murray snuck in. Dude, Steve Martin as the crazy Steve dentist. Steve Martin as the, the domestic abuse dentist. And he has his own song and he is rocking it as he always does. Um, such a pleasure to see him doing his thing. Yeah. Um, and he's he's I remembered him vividly because I be your dentist, you know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird so though. Crazy. Steve Martin, that was a very odd role for Steve Martin. He usually never really? chose those kinds of. He always chose the idiot roles. He did choose the idiot roles, but he played a lot of those more musical roles on SNL, like King That's Tut, true. for example. Yeah. So it was definitely in his wheelhouse oh. there. Well, he's still a musician today. He travels and, and sings. If I'm, yeah, he does. I think at that time was he either just off SNL or still doing it at 86. I think he just came off SNL. I so think he his, was still his kind run, of in that. Yeah, I think his run ended in 82 or 83. Uh, I can't know. I don't know that for sure, but I think he had just come off The Jerk. The Jerk was in yes. 79. Uh, he had a couple movies in the early 80s. And then, of course, this one in 86, which is a crazy role for him. But it's just weird mm-hmm. seeing Steve Martin in this kind of like, you know, crazy S&M bondage leather outfit it, dentist it was, role. It this. was kind of like a <laughs> biker Elvis Fonzie vibe. I don't know. But it also was a dentist. It, yeah. was, it was strange. 
Um, Rick Moranis, amazing. Of um, course. I love as Rick always. Moranis. He's yeah. such a sweetheart. Seymour. Um, and, and Ellen Green and Audrey. Audrey. Uh, Gee, Bella. You know, I, oh Gee. my gosh, her little squeaky voice. Yeah. It's so cute, but it's kind of grinding at the same time. And yeah. you're just like, I forgive you, but I don't blame your boyfriend. for. It's kind of like Fran Drescher's no, I'm voice. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> you know, remember Fran Drescher? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that voice. Nails it's, on chalkboard. It definitely yeah. is. It's very unique. It's very unique. Anyway. Oh, right. Uh, the Three Amigos was also in 86 as well. God, it we need was. to do that movie too. We need to do that movie. Oh my so gosh. Good. That's, that's a um, oh my. Yeah. But the doo-wop. Okay, so the setting is like night. 1950s, late, late, late 1950s. Yeah. So we're talking about track homes. We're talking about really crappy jobs down in Skid Row and in the whole poverty lifestyle, but you have to go uptown to work and then come back home to the slums. And that's kind of the concept yeah. of the environment that the story is set in. And the whole desire of Seymour, the, the main character, is to break out of this crappy little shop that he's getting no, no credit for any of his hard work and kind of get out of of the lifestyle that they're living in and improve at least into the middle and class a little bit. <laughs> I think that resonates with a lot of people, even though this is a yeah. a musical comedy. I think it does resonate with a lot of people because honestly, especially today's age where, where the economy is not so great, you can watch a film like this and you can relate to it, but mm -hmm. then you can kind of laugh at the situation as well. And that's hard. To, that's, that's a fine line in comedy to do when you can laugh at your own shortcomings yeah, uh, that is the root and essence of comedy is when you can you let yourself be the pun of the joke. Hard and, and to do. And, and Mr. Mushnik was the the shop owner, and he was yep. always like a hard ass. And hard. Kind of, he had a little <laughs> little Russian vibe to him, if yeah, I remember a little correctly. Bit. Yeah, kind of, in, kind of he was just like, oh, we're stomping around and the iron and curtain of the Mother Russia. Yes, he was very very not not forgiving in any way, and he had these two goofy employees, Audrey and Seymour, that d weren't weren't sure what reality was most of the time. Yeah, I don't think they knew but, what reality was. <laughs> I mean, did this show know what reality was most of the time? I don't think so. But let's let's talk about Audrey 2 for a minute. Yes. This the puppetry. <laughs> okay, so the 80s. The lips. Eyes, How are the lips, lips doing that? With, the lips are yeah. like moving. It's not up and down. It's like waving. Now, I got a question. Like, I don't know this. Okay. Did Jim Henson Company... I am not sure. I'm, I'm. I mean, I know Frank Oz. Now, if you don't know who Frank Oz is, I don't know where you've been in the past century. Uh, Frank Oz, voice of Levi Stubbs, of, was the voice. I know that he's a famous singer, uh, a, a yes. jazz singer, blues singer. Um, but Frank Oz is is amazing. I mean, Jim Henson Company, Yoda, for all, you know. Um, I'm sure that he had some some tap in. I'm with just the, curious the, because it looks very dark crystalish. Yeah, if Yoda was in the, you know, you stay within your circle of friends to to for sourcing, I'm sure that it had lots of famous I'm curious about something. I know Frank Oz directed the film. I wonder if he did the puppetry. Operating of... I'm just curious. It's really interesting. But... Previously worked with Oz on the Muppet Show, Dark Crystal, and the Great Puppet Caper. So yeah, we're definitely talking about the same people here. Are we really? So yes. these are the same wheelhouse of people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. I mean, um, it's just, you don't see this kind of puppetry often unless it's coming from 
people surrounded by the Jim Henson Company or people yeah. that has been affiliated with that. This is, I mean, you you can look at the detail on this, and this looks like something straight out of either Labyrinth or Dark Crystal, right? Does yes. this not look like something Definitely. like that? Uh, I love it. And and I, I love how they keep it. The music is what keeps it extremely lighthearted the entire yeah, time. True. Also, the color choices. I don't know if you've noticed, but they're nice and bright colors. Skid Row's a little bit more muted, but like the actual, like Audrey herself is always really bright. The plant colors is really bright. And so it keeps it kind of within the horror scheme, just with the storyline of trying to feed humans to an alien plant. But um, there's no blood. With no. the exception of what the, the finger on the finger, the finger that's yeah. literally the only blood you see. There's that you see a shadow of a chopping up of a body, but you never see one drop right. of blood. Right, ever. you get the idea. And John yeah. Parfenbarger over in the chat room, uh, I was going to bring this up, and he he hit it up quicker. This is actually stemmed from a Broadway musical play. Yes, uh, that was wrote by Disney creatives and Disney people in the in the same mindset of that. Uh, the, this was in Broadway many years before it made its cinematic adaptation. Mm -hmm. So this is, I, I can't remember. I want to say in the sixties and fifties is kind of when this came out in that. And it makes sense because you got the alien life form coming to earth. That oh, yeah. is, that is, we call that the, in the comic realm, the atomic age of comics, yes. you know? So this kind of in that Everything's era. all about the aliens. Exactly. Fifties, sixties kind of stuff. But um, all in all, I thought the music was great. I thought the acting, the, the star-studded cast. It's like the Avengers of the 80s. I loved the little baby ones. Oh, yeah, the little baby ones. Yeah. I was like, I just want to take one home. What about in front of the house? The little baby one in front of the house. At the end, that yeah. was a perfect little, yeah, a Pretty little cute, touch right? there at the very end. It was perfect. But um, I, th I think, honestly, th this, this was a perfectly cast movie, perfectly directed by Frank Oz. Uh, if you're not into musicals, you might want to just like, you know, maybe go hide somewhere in a cave yeah. for a while because. Well, I mean, and this was like a, it was PG-13. Roger Corman, 1960, says John Parker. I think, I think it's very loosely a PG-13. It could. Yeah. I mean, I was almost, I would have been okay with letting my kids see that. But well, I was my, I would be more concerned about my dad. Let me watch scared. it. Oh, wait, never mind. My dad let me watch Michael Myers. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, well, you know. But um, yeah, it's it's nothing that I would say you would probably show like. Hey, Joe, or. come in but here like, and watch this guy ten, kill this guy. A 10-year-old would get a kick out of it, I think, you know? <laughs> come here and watch Freddy. He's got those finger knives. <laughs> He's got damn fingers. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm glad we got to visit it, and uh, well, I got you, to. Uh, you want to go ahead and rate this, baby? Yes. Uh, I want you I to go first. You had the honors. This was your pick. I'm going to do 7.8. 7.8? I think I'm going to do like 78%, I think, is is a good, solid score. That is score. a good, solid score. You know? Um, yeah. Not the favorite movie of all time, but it's... it's the special effects hold up enjoyable. incredibly well. It does. Despite the it age. Does. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go three notches below you. I'm going to go 7.5. Uh, because I, for me, uh, you know, it's definitely not my top 80s movies of all time. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, there is such a level of respect for what they were able to achieve in this film. In terms of, you know, the cast, the and music, the that's right on par with the, with the ratings that that I was telling you earlier. Uh, oh, is it really? I, IMDb is a seven out of ten. Oh, okay. Uh, Metacritic is eighty one, and Rotten Tomatoes surprisingly is at a ninety percent. So they're there's they're they're definitely up there. Very nice. It's a, it's a good movie. If you guys haven't seen it in a while, go do a rewatch. It's, it's on HBO Max right now. I'm glad you said that. I was getting ready to go. Yes, yep. it's on HBO Max, which is where we both saw it. 
but uh, it is a good film, and it's a good time, and um, you can it's let your kids... perfect time of the year. Yeah, perfect you got time of the year 12, 13-year-old... You know, I would recommend it for that age. Yeah, for pre-teens, sure. Yeah. for sure. And there's no there's no language or innuendos in there. It's just you know straight mm-hmm. comedy. But uh, with all that said, you ready to go into What If? Let's do it. All righty. All right, so we're going to roll the spoiler alert warning in case you haven't seen all eight episodes of What If. I believe it's eight. Or yeah, I think it is. Um, but uh, if you've not seen all the episodes, you might want to hit the pause button and come back. We are going to be talking about a few things that could be spoilers, especially when we start talking about the latter half, uh, the latter four issues of, of this particular series. So with all that said, we'll be right back. You are about to enter a Pop-Pop-X spoiler alert. Beyond this point, there is no return. You have been warned. All right, you have been warned, and this is nine episodes of What If. I said eight. I meant to say nine. Uh, But um, we originally, uh, a few episodes back, we talked about the first two when they came out, which was to recap... What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? And what if uh, T'Challa became Star-Lord? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we had talked about these previously, so we're not going to... If you want to go back to uh, episodes 129, I believe it was, uh, you can actually get a refresher on those specifically. Uh, but um, we're going to be covering on the other parts of that, which will be the latter seven uh, specifically, now we're not going to break down the elements of each one and rate each one uh, individually. We're going to give it to you as a whole effort. Um, so I have a lot to say about it, but I want to hear what Lindsay has to say about it because okay. I, I you're 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 approaching this because you were very unfamiliar with the What If series. I remember you I asking kinda, me. I kind of knew a concept just because of a conversation we'd had way before they even announced way this. Before back. it was even a figment. Well, the comics. Of, we were talking MCU. more about the. Books. We were talking because I think it was one night we were just hanging out. You were going through your bag and boarding process of your your books, and and you had stumbled upon these and explained to me what they were. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting concept. But now that they're actually being brought into the cinematic universe and tying into this current MCU storyline, it's just a phenomenal moment in history of of geekiness. Um, and and this is the, is the number three was the. Was that the, uh, which one was it? Number three would have been The World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes. What uh, if the world? So that's that one, the one. Yeah. That one broke my heart a little bit. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, there was a, there was a lot of sadness in that one, but I mean, it's, it happens. They're that, all human. Was that the one with Hawkeye and um, Black Widow trying to, yeah. trying to find. Yeah, in the, in the boxes in the, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think man. so. I don't know. They've um, all kind of blended together. To they, they, they do. Well, they get a roll in together. Well, it's, so a, it's like, weird because again? all nine of these are actually a continuation of the last story, and you get the culmination of all that at the end. You see what okay. I'm saying? So, um, this is where Nick Fury goes through and recruits the initiative, uh, the Avengers initiative, and then they get mysteriously killed. Yeah. Tony Stark was the fatal injection. Uh, Clint Barton gets um, accidentally shoots and kills Thor. Yep. Bruce Banner explodes. Romanoff is attacked and killed while investigating murders. And before she dies, Romanoff tells Fury that the murders are related to Hope. Yep, Hope Van Dyne. Yes. And that uh, leads us into the next episode, which I believe yes. was What If Zombies. 
Um, yes, yes. And so we Zomb get to zombies was good. Zombies was one of zombies my favorite was episodes. fantastic. I mean, in, in zombie trope has been kind of overdone over the last decade or so, but they did it. They did it right. Um, I think that uh, I think Ant Man got shafted. To be honest with you, but he was ahead. <laughs> he was ahead. He was ahead. I did not like that. That I was mean, weird. I know he's kind of like the com comedy relief of this whole storyline. Anyway, it's kind of like a. Deadpool like head really? just kind of walking around. I don't know. That should have been Deadpool. It could have been Deadpool. I mean, but Deadpool but, wouldn't be a zombie. You know, going back to the world's, so going back to episode three, the world lost its mightiest heroes. I was shocked to see how the Hulk died. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? He exploded from yeah, the inside like, out. Yeah, he like. I'm like, wait. It's like, how did that even work? <laughs> I don't even know the. Can you explain the logic of this? Because I didn't think the Incredible Hulk could die. But evidently, I guess they figured out a way. Life a finds way. a way. <laughs> Spare no expense. <laughs> Life finds a way. Welcome to Jurassic oh, Park. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Anyway. But apparently, Loki kind of becomes, he teams up with Fury and, and sorts that out. And oh, and they find Steve Roger in that episode too, Frozen. That's right. Yes. That I at the that. end of it. And then they summon Carol Davis. They summon Carol, yep. Yeah. Um, the next one, um, which was Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands. What if? Um, man, this was this was one I feel that we are going to be feeling the repercussions of this particular story going into the actual Spider-Man movie because I kind of feel that there may be possibly two Doctor Stranges in the Spider-Man film because of the multiverse that's happened uh, at the end of Loki and at the mm -hmm. end of, uh, you know, it's just. I think the timing of this episode was perfect because of about course it is. that same time, it was either right before or right after they did the teaser trailer with the Spider-Man where where they they kind of hint at shattering it into the multiverse situation. And then Makes they sense. start rolling this out too. And it's like, well, that happened. <laughs> it was so sad. I mean, as hard as he tried, he could not save the love of his life. I mean, how many times did we watch his love die? It was it was sad. It I mean, was so he tried sad. every he tried every spell, every book. He went to the Sanctum Santorum to try to read all the archives of books and still couldn't save his love. And it yep. was just crazy. And and Palmer and with, was a goner. He was. Meant and to me. You know, within him, though, released this version, uh, the dark Doctor Strange, which was very Yes, there was, there was the, the, the Strange Supreme, I think, is the official, or Sorcerer Supreme or whatever, um, is the, like, the, the saggy eyes, super, like, almost, he looks like a vampire without the fangs, is really honestly what it looks like. Kind of, yeah. The evil version yeah. of him. Uh, and, and his cloak and, is kind of purple, and he's got this, yeah. like, Agatha Harkness look to him, almost. Definitely. Uh, but he, at the end of that, towards the end of that episode is whenever he turns and looks to the Watcher. And that's whenever the first character acknowledges that the Watcher is a being that is looking over this entire existence. Didn't he say like, who are you? Yeah, it was or like, something who like are that. you? Or he asked him for help. And the Watcher is kind of like, I don't, I don't, yeah. that's not me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, it was the first time that I think a Marvel comic character, well, in this particular series, uh, 
was able to look beyond the veil of the multiverse and see the watcher yeah. peering from the other side. Exactly. Yeah. It was so weird and but because cool. we've always we've always seen Watcher you watching through, you know, the silhouette yeah, the in the sky sort of thing. And also the lovely intro. I love the intro to this series. It's so mysterious I love this. and like it's so good. It has a little bit of a Twilight Zone feel to it a little bit too, which is kind of cool. Um yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Yeah. You know the, the I um but uh, you know moving on of course we can uh, zombies was just off the chain crazy it was just unreal i think the gem of all the zombies had to be cap though oh yeah captain america was like hardcore full zombieage he was so ba in that too but (laughs) you're not rotting flesh what about scarlet witch she was terrifying. Oh my gosh, she she, her terrifying. body was all contorted. But the thing, I felt my heart was torn on Vision because I've always loved Vision and his heart. Yeah. And then he's he still has that heart, but it's like for the wrong reason. Yeah. He's like, I'm doing this for her. He's literally turning people into zombies for her. And it's like, are you or feeding her? Because she was a zombie, and yeah. and he can't turn into a zombie. But he don't want to see so, her die either. At the same right. time, he can't. So he was attracting everybody else to their location, and so he was she just could picking feed. them off and it to feed her. And I was like, I get where you're coming from, bro, but that's messed up. Yeah, it's <laughs> very really messed, messed up. You got to remember, though, he's a cyborg. He has no component yes. of human, you know, no. correlation. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a soul essentially. Um, so. How did you um, like Thanos though as a zombie? That was different. That, that was, was really I mean, he different. Was, he was a scary purple man before. That was a bad mamma jamma right there. Yeah. I didn't I didn't expect Thanos zombie. He, he almost had a complete gauntlet too. He almost did. Yeah. Um let's see, what else was there? Uh the zombie one was just off the rails. I mean, I had to watch it like three you times. You had all the dif- um we had um Hope That's Go right. Big on us Hope. and she walked through all the yep. uh, zombie crowd yeah you had her then uh, Janet Van Happy. Dyne Happy was there. we find out that Janet Lucky. Van Dyne is the originator of this That's virus right. that she brought zero. back she's patient zero she brought it back from the quantum realm she was the first one infected Hank Pym went to get her and in the process infecting him and then Hank and Janet came back uh, to reality and of course infected everyone what i found was so crazy is that they were shrunk down to ant size and going around and like you know biting captain just, america's neck and yeah, just, just getting them just yeah infecting them i was like wow that's crazy to see that play out like that um but uh the, the next few were interesting you know we got killmonger rescued tony stark uh, we kind of see an alternate black panther come to rise yeah. Uh, now that Star in this in this verse series, Star Lord is Black pa- is T'Challa. So no, T'Challa is Star. Yeah, exactly. T'Challa yeah. is Star Lord. Star Lord is T'Challa. Um, right. And so Killmonger. So now Kill- Killmonger is, now is the Black the, Panther. The Black Panther. But there is to no surprise, this was not my favorite episode of the series. Well, he brings but it was still he brings good. it all down. He, he brings <laughs> Tony down. He does. He brings down Wakanda. Wakanda's in ruin by the end of the episode, and I loved I loved how how Shiri was like not buying it for a minute. I, that just makes me love her even more. Well, you gotta. I mean, Shiri is just amazing anyway. She's a smart. She's a smart girl. And, and then the last three were really interesting. Uh, Thor, an only child. 
Oh my We got to gosh. see Party it was Four. A giant frat party all night. It was <laughs> so ranger. good. It was so good. Okay, so Thor annoyed the hell out of me, but I think that was kind of intended to be that way. Yeah. I loved um, Darcy. Darcy. She's yeah. always my favorite. I, I think she's my favorite. But it was like, actually Chris character. Hemsworth doing the voice of all of yes. this, too. So that was yes. just great. And the actress but that it plays was Darcy. It was so fun. Well. I loved how the uh, the brotherly relationship between Thor and Loki is kind of like what I've wanted for them all along. And so yeah. they finally got that. And I really appreciate that moment. They weren't Asgardian brothers in the sense. He right. was he was still a, a walker. Uh, oh, yeah, walk, he, yeah, he was blue. Yep, he was a blue. He was yeah. straight up blue. Yep, he was. <laughs> There's no green on him at all. <laughs> nope, nope. But that was great. And then uh, uh, Jane Foster kind of reprising the that moment and uh, teasing a little bit of her role coming back coming into up. play. Thor: Love and Thunder. We got yep. some love and thunder yep. happening, and we got some serious fighting action from Carol Danvers. The Captain Marvel action was definitely here. She's the one that kind of was like. She was the potty pooper. <laughs> potty pooper. She was the potty pooper. But it was cool to see like Thor and and Danvers go at it. You know, Captain yeah. Marvel. That was interesting. But at the end of this episode, you know, we obviously have the conflict sem semi resolved, mm -hmm. and then at the end of it, when every everybody's you know patting each other on the back, um, we we see the Ultron Infinity Ultron walks out with all of while they've been away partying. And Earth has yes. been rotting away. He was like up in the sky or whatever. And it was just like a quick glimpse of him at the very end of the episode. And, and I was like, what the heck was that? And Why does Vision have all the infinity zones on his chest? And we what see, is happening We here? see Vision become something that none of us could have fathomed. Um, and, and, and then, the, you know, the next episode obviously leads into Ultron 1, um, which is just amazing. Yes. The, the I think the pinnacle moment of that episode is when he literally just took his the the stone and just cut Thanos in half. I'm like he could have ended it that quick in Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> you know, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's incredibly strong. I mean, I, and the fact that they defeated him so early in the MCU storyline is like it's interesting how he came back that much stronger and to be such a huge threat on not just our universe, but all the universes. Yeah. And his whole goal was to just kill everything. I mean, it just shows you how small Thanos really kind of minuscule, yeah. because what if an AI like Vision had gotten all the Infinity Stones and was able to shatter the multiverse? Mm. That's different. That's cool to think about. I mean, yeah. And then, of course, what if the Watcher broke his oath? That is the final episode of the series where he recruits the Guardians of the Multiverse. He does. <laughs> which was like, the Guardians, awesome. It's like, can we come up with another name? We already have the Guardians of the Galaxy, and now yeah. we have Guardians of the Multiverse. I think that's the whole point, though. You know, familiar language that people can yes. connect okay, with. Yes, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but, but they do they do rally up the team, and, and a few of them were just made to be as, like, distractions of sorts and to slow slow him down while they they extract the the secret weapon. Yeah, and Doctor Strange was the one that figured it out. Yes, that he, he was. It was he, he was kind of like the the leader of the pack per se, which is kind of something I didn't necessarily expect as a grand finale of the yeah. storyline. Um, and uh, it, it was nice to see all of those characters be brought together and mm. to wrap up this entire thing because I thought that the What If series was just going to be 
literally just separate short stories doing what if scenarios, but they found a way to stream all together. of them together yeah. into this bigger overarching story and um, have a big bad that they have to take down. Which the animation, great. Lindsay, it was just Beautiful. phenomenal. I've never seen, have you ever seen, style. have you ever seen? It looked seen almost it? like paintings that were moving. It did. Oh wait, yeah, that's like what vector. animation is anyways. But. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> More hey, you I know. figured out. I figured that out. Um, but it was just—I've never seen an animation style quite like that, and I think that's just the beauty of Marvel is they're 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 paving the way forward and doing things that's not been done before in a way that's very different but very familiar. And um, I just think that the score for What If was great. Oh, uh, the casting for everybody—I mean, I think the music either you know makes it or breaks it. It added in a movie, and I think that a lot of the times you notice it. But even a good score that you don't notice, if it's still if you're still fully engaged in it, it's still a great, yeah. great thing. Well, I can hear the "What If" song right now, and I mean it just oh, yeah. it's just a great intro. Um, I, how I just, did you how did you like them bringing Zola back into I the mix? Freaking loved it. Because I, I I loved him in Winter Soldier when they actually went to that database in the in the film yes. to to reprise his brain his consciousness, mm-hmm. and um, since that universe is not happening, they did it in a different way and got him as the virus that would infect Ultron. The cool thing about it all, I believe, was with the point when Doctor Strange realized I, I I'm not to be able to get the stone. I need to have them be able to be separated from the stone, right? And freeze them in time in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, and that's what the Watcher wanted him like to do. Looks like they put him in a snow globe, kind of frozen. <laughs> I mean, they're frozen yeah. in this fragment of time in this little verse, multiverse, yeah. uh, never to battle again. And the stone is forever lodged between the two of them in battle uh that's interesting you know to to unpack that um obviously the reason why marvel did what if is to be able to set up some of the bigger things coming with dr strange multiverse of madness and of course spider-man no way home well and it kind of explains what a multiverse is before i mean if you can't understand what a multiverse is but it kind of it does it it, it, it displays what the concept of a multiverse is it's familiar characters doing different things that they would not normally do right and different versions of themselves and i think that that was very well represented yeah absolutely that's a good way to put it actually on the multiverse uh, and we've been setting it up i mean marvel's been setting it up for the past year and a half with uh wandavision mm-hmm. and then loki and now this so i don't remember did they continue this for a season two to bring back more stories they have later? renewed it for a season two excellent what if is coming back about that um Um, the you know what makes a good series is that that? every week that you watch it you're like man that's the best episode so far yeah obviously not the first it's kind of like watching mandalorian you're like wow but i mean i felt like once we got to like episode three i was like man that was really good and And then then the next one comes out four is like Man, this is like the best episode. this is really deep i have so many questions unpacking right now and then then the zombies episode you're like whoa this is such this is the no this is the best one this is the best one and then you get like to the very end and you're like i'm done this is the best one <laughs> take my money marvel <laughs> sign me up for shove all it movies. down my mouth but anyway no, it was it was a job well done it um, was on all aspects i really didn't have any do you have any complaints to nitpick at all 
you know what? I one thing I, re- I not really, really can't come up with. Any. I don't. They they did this in a 30, 35 minute increment per episode, and I think it was a perfect amount of time to set up the story. Familiar mm-hmm. stories that don't really need a lot of story to be told in the back end, because if you've watched a lot of the MCU movies, you already know how these stories end. I didn't feel like there were any storylines that were dragged on too long. I didn't feel like Honestly, there was any storylines that were dragged, like rushed through. It's, re- it's really funny you asked me that question. Do I There's have a any lot nitpicks? of Easter eggs in there that I feel like you need to probably go back and rewatch just to catch them because uh, there's a lot of stuff crammed in there, especially the Thor episode. There's so many a characters in there. Yes, so the, many the Thor episode in there was to catch. bonkers. But um, I think I think Jeffrey Wright did the fantastic job as the Watcher, and I think that he everybody did. that came back to reprise their their voices way way to go i feel like anybody that didn't show up in the recording booth to do their character boo on you (laughs) and we want to do also give acknowledgement to uh, chadwick boseman this was his final project This was the final moments of voice recording um, as star lord but as as chadwick boseman doing t'challa yeah um but uh, a very sentimental moment there and uh in episode two, they uh, they come up on screen in, in, in honor of our beloved friend and warrior, yeah. Chadwick Boseman. Um, but um, Wakanda forever, you know, he's an amazing, his legacy will live on. And yes. uh, it's a beautiful human being right there. But uh, all yeah. of that said, I think the why you, you asked me that question and I've been thinking about that the whole time. Was there any nitpicks? And yeah. honestly, I don't think I can find any nitpicks. I mean, I every. Feel, I feel like if, if there wasn't, it, it's a bridging obviously it's it's connecting the dots between our current series that we've been watching with loki and in yeah, the scarlet witch series and then all of those and then bridging the gap over into the multiverse and i think that's just kind of been priming priming us for the new phase yeah. that's that's rolling out um john poffenbarger over in the chat room has a really good not not necessarily a negative but this is not something for a casual viewer if you don't understand what's going on from the previous I can, films. I can respect that. I, I respect and I, that. I feel yeah. like it, you lose some views for it not being a standalone. But I think that the intro for the first series kind of explains the concept. It does. It does. So you don't have to know everything to be able to enjoy the many stories that are laced within but to be able to understand the full value of the overarching story, you probably should have at least a, a, some, a, some concept of what we're dealing with. True. Well, are you ready to rate the series as a whole? Absolutely. You want to go first on this one? I would love to. I'm going to go with an astounding 94%. Wow. I, this, was, this was the number that was echoing in the back of my head. Yeah, I am taking into the fact it is an animated series. It's told outside of the realms of the normal traditional storyline of the MCU. But I do feel that parts of this were going to be woven into the MCU later down the road. We may yeah. even see characters from What If be in real life, in real, uh, you know. Uh, so I think that's going to be really awesome. The, the, the score, the acting, the voice acting, having these characters come back and reprising their roles, it was just a win win and a yeah. 94% for me. Very good. Um, I was actually going to do a 92 or a 9.2. So that's pretty close. And um, I just looked over here. uh, It's a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. So we're right on par with them. Jeremy gives it an 8.7. 8.7. Yeah. If you guys in the chat have a rating, if you've seen this and you have a score, definitely add that to the chat. And we will read that out loud here in a moment. 
yeah, I, I feel like overall it's a win. I feel like MCU has been knocking it out of the park for most of these. I sure have. Stuff, Absolutely. the series especially. I, I fear for the series sometimes because, you know, it's easy to fall short um, on the storytelling aspect because the budgets are a little bit different. And um, they really knocked it out of the park with this one. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I and look then, forward um, to the second season. Hawkeye is coming in December. And yes. so we get to see uh, Kate Bishop uh, don the role as the archer. So that's going to be really awesome to see that. That's but uh, with all of that said, uh, 9.4 on What If, 9.2. I mean, it's right down the board. It's a great series. If you, if, well done. I mean, if you've seen it, go back and see it again. But um, absolutely, that's all we got here for you, Lindsay. Are you ready to wrap this up tonight? Let's roll out the Let's clothes. Roll out. All righty. So uh, I am Joseph Burke. We're part of the newly formed creative group known as the Creative Multiverse, like I said at the beginning of the show. If you want to come hang out with us in roughly about 45 minutes, we'll be over on the link that's already posted and pinned to this chat room over at popx.live. And uh, come join us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at the Creative Multiverse. And if you are a creative and you produce content or have a talent, then we want to see that talent. Uh, we would be like for, like for you to join us on the multiverse as well. And um, Lizzie? Yeah, um, just real quick. John did an 8 out of 10 on 8 out of rating. 10. Nice. Thank you for that, guys. Thanks, John. All right, so um, I'm Lindsay Badger. Uh, you can catch me on any of the social webs at LR Badger. If you want to connect with PopX Cast, we are on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and everywhere else. That handle is at PopXCast. If you like email, we have one. Send all your comments and <laughs> suggestions to us at popxcast at gmail.com. Um, Joe will personally read that email all, all by I himself. I may even print it off and put it on my refrigerator. You might frame it. I might. I don't <laughs> also, get a for lot future and past shows, make sure you go over to our website, www.popxcast.com, for all the good stuff that's over there. Um, what a good episode, Jim. And I am Joseph Burke at Joseph Burke Arts. Of course, hats off to Lindsay Badger. Awesome. We'll be back on our next episode. Thank you guys for hanging with us despite the Burkinator's absence. Uh, yes, but uh, we we'll see you, you next time on 133. As like we said, we want to be diving into hopefully some Dune and a little oh, bit of yeah. Adam Warlock origin story. And I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, hold on one second. We already have the planned Ghostbusters 2. There it is. There it is. Ghostbusters 2 is the retro rewind. Just little, in time for the new film to come out. A little something strange in the neighborhood for Halloween. I know. Halloween. Who are you going to call? But uh, from all of us here at PopXCast, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And you know what? We'll see you next time. Take care and have a great Halloween. Bye, everybody. From everyone at PopXCast. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that notification bell so you know when we go live next. Drop us an email, popxcast at gmail.com. Throw us up a like on Instagram and all those other social media outlets. At PopXCast. Until next time.